Welcome back to Revelation Bible Study from Last Days Ministry here at WGM Church. Let us uh, continue this week's Bible study um, with Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Let's continue studying with... Uh, Episode number 18, Revelation. Now, so far, we've we've arrived to middle, uh, beyond the middle of the tribulation period. Extraordinary things are happening. Last time we saw the two witnesses, Moses and Elijah, prophesying during the last three and a half years of the tribulation period. They are eventually beheaded as they are martyred. The things that are going to happen after the rapture of the church. But as we know this and look to the future... You can hear the voice of the Lord telling you to put more effort into your work to get more people saved. So we all will enjoy these blessings of the rapture when the Lord comes into the air. Let's go ahead and see what happens to the dead bodies of these two witnesses. Continuing with Revelation chapter 11 verse 8 and 9. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt where also our Lord was crucified. And they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and half, and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. The two witnesses are beheaded. Here it says dead bodies, which is a special expression. It can be seen that the Holy Spirit's writing of these dead bodies is a careful expression of the fact that the necks have been separated from their bodies. If we remember back in Revelation chapter 6 about the human sacrifices already offered on the temp uh, temple altar, we can see those who are martyred for Christ in the tribulation period are beheaded. It is shown more precisely in Revelation chapter 20 verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them. And judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, 
and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark, upon their foreheads, or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Based upon this fact, Moses dies twice. Hebrews 9, verse 27 says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. This doesn't mean people only die once. It means they die at least once. Moses died here twice, but he is resurrected again in the Old Testament and the Gospels and the Bible. We can see that dozens of people died, then came to life, and then died again. There is Lazarus that we all know of. Lazarus had been dead for four days when the Lord called his name, but he walked out alive and he ate food but he eventually died again. Also, the widow's son in city of Nain, Nain came back to life during his own funeral, but he grew old and died again. Then there's the son of the woman of Shunem, who was raised back to life, and he died again as well. The daughter of Jairus was also raised, but eventually she died as well. A young man named um, Eutychus, who fell from the third floor while listening to Paul's sermon, also came to life, but died of an old age. The same goes for Dorcas. When we remember that there are several people in the Bible who died twice, like this, we know that Moses was one of them. There's a man named Enoch in Genesis. He gave birth to Methuselah at the age of 65 and after walking with God for 300 years. And he was not, for God took him. The King James Bible says he was translated, according to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, but was not found, uh, and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Enoch can be seen as a type of Christians who will not die but will be alive when Christ comes. Therefore the Lord said to comfort one another with these words. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. And he also gave us word of his promise through the Holy Spirit, spoken by the Apostle Paul in first Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty one through fifty four. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have 
put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. This is the hope of Christians living in our last days. Titus tells us that we are waiting for our blessed hope, Jesus Christ. The world and its lusts passed away, but whosoever does the will of the Lord abides forever. The whole world passes. However, since those who believe in the Lord and are saved now live in the eternal world, it doesn't get further, but comes closer as we go forward. It is to live in eternity. Let's move on to verse 10. Revelation chapter 11, verse 10 and 11. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them, and make merry, and shall send gifts one to another, because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. And after three days and half, the spirit of life from God entered into them, and they stood upon their feet, and great fear fell upon them which saw them. The fact that the two witnesses had been witnessing for three and a half years must have um, rebuked them. All the people living in the world during the tribulation did not believe in the Lord because they brought the calamities that caused fire to come down from heaven and water to turn into blood when they did not repent. The people who were not raptured, they did not know how to repent, but instead killed the two prophets who prophesied to the word of God. But in the end, after three and a half days, the breath of God, the, spread of, uh, the spirit of life, entered and they stood on their own feet. When God created Adam, he breathed his breath of life into his nostrils. Because of sin, that life, that life was lost. However, when you confess your sins and receive Jesus Christ, your sins will be washed away and you will be forgiven. So in Revelation chapter 4 verse 5, the spirit of life is expressed as seven spirits of God. And in chapter 313, verse 13, it is indicated as the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is also sometimes called the Holy Ghost, the Spirit, and the Spirit of God. But in the end, they are all the same, and we see it um, as it varies from generation to generation. We must be well acquainted with the times revealed in the Bible. For 2 Timothy 2 verse 15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that not, needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. As for God's dispensation of salvation, there's dispensation of salvation in the Garden of Eden, and another in the age of Noah, another in the age of law. Prior to that, there was the dispensation of salvation in the age of conscience. In such way, the Bible can divide God's dispensations into five large groups. First, let's uh, dive into the Old Testament age. The Old Testament period began in Exodus 20, 
and was after the law of Moses was given. However, Genesis chapter 1 through Exodus 20 are different generations. This is the generation before the age of law. It can be further subdivided, but it can be classified before the, as before the age of the law. Then there is the New Testament age. In fact, the New Testament era does not begin with Matthew chapter 1, but begins in chapter 26. The Lord takes the cup at the Last Supper, and this is the new covenant in blood. It is a New Testament, a new covenant made with his own blood. Until then, it's the age of the law. So Matthew chapter 1 through chapter 26 are still under the age of law of Moses. However, the New Testament era actually begins from the time Jesus Christ shed his blood and died in chapter 27. And from Matthew 26 until Holy Spirit came in the book of Acts of the Apostles, the Holy Spirit did not dwell in the people. They weren't saved by grace through faith, nor were they spiritually circumcised yet. They could not receive Christ because the Holy Spirit had not yet come into the world. But of course, the Bible says, those who saw and believed in Christ while he was alive in the flesh were saved. From Acts chapter 2, the age of grace has now started. It's the age of grace until the day of rapture. And it's been about 2,000 years since. Just like the words of John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This is the age of grace. Is it not wonderful? Where can we find such grace where all sins can be forgiven and eternal life can be obtained by simply believing in Jesus Christ? It is the blessing of being born again of a dead spirit. It is a blessing from God. It is truly a blessing to be born again through the word and become a child of God. However, after the, after the rapture, Revelation chapter 4 to chapter 19 is the part we are studying now, is also known as the tribulation period. Then when the tribulation is over, in Revelation chapter 20, the Lord will not come and reign on, his, on this earth for a thousand years. We will learn more about this as well. For reference, I have divided about the different generations. Continuing with the two witnesses, they were beheaded. When the spirit of life from God entered them, their heads reattached to their bodies and they stood back up. We can only imagine what great amount of fear must have come up on those people who beheld them. Now they make their ascension into heaven. Revelation 11 verse 12 And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. Remember back in Revelation chapter 4 when Apostle John was told to come up hither, and just like that he was up in heaven? Likewise, soon the Lord will call us to come up hither from the air. The shepherd will call the sheep by name. 
The Lord said in John chapter 10 verse 10 that the sheep hear the voice of the shepherd. All sheep who receive Jesus Christ as the true shepherd are supposed to go up when the Lord calls them by their name. The clouds here are the clouds in the um, sky in Acts 1, chapter 1, when the Lord ascended into heaven. There was a cloud. Also in Matthew 17, when Moses and Elijah appeared on the Mount of Transfiguration. There will also be clouds at the time of Christ's, Christ's coming. And in Revelation 14, verse 14 through 16, we can see the scene of this uh, one sitting on the cloud, harvesting, holding a sickle. The clouds are related to the Lord's second coming and the rapture. Here we, here we see the visible rapture. This rapture is not the rapture of the New Testament saints but the rapture of the saints at the end of the tribulation. In fact, the rapture occurs three times in the Bible. First in Matthew chapter 27, when the Lord died on the cross and was resurrected, many Old Testament saints came back to life and showed their bodies in the holy city. And a Roman centurion testified that Christ was truly the Son of God. Second, when our Lord now comes into the air, the New Testament saints are raptured. And finally, third, the scene of the rapture at the end of tribulation is what we went over so far. The Apostle Paul testified of the resurrection and the rapture like this. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 20. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive, but every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits. Because the Old Testament saints were res resurrected when Christ was resurrected, it's not called first fruit, singular, but first fruits. Afterward, that uh, they that are Christ's at his coming, this is us, the born-again Christians by the Holy Ghost, um, saints of today being raptured up. Then cometh the end, when we shall have uh, delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. 1 Corinthians 15, 21-25 The rapture during the tribulation is the final rapture. The rapture of the two witnesses is just like in um, Acts chapter 1, when the body of the Lord Jesus Christ was lifted up and ascended directly to heaven in the clouds. Two men in white clothes spoke, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Acts 1, 1 uh, verse 11. Who are these two people? Are they not Moses and Elijah? 
they are always beside the Lord. In Matthew 17, two people, Moses and Elijah, appeared next to the Lord on the Mount of Transfiguration. So even here we can see that the resurrected ones, these two people, will always be by the Lord's side. Moving on to verse 13. First woe has come to pass, and now comes the second woe. And the same hour as uh, was there a great earthquake, and the tenth part of the city fell. And in the earthquake were slain of men seven thousand, and the remnant were affrighted and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe is past, and behold, the third woe cometh quickly. There are people who are saved at the end of tribulation, but there are also people who are left in the wilderness. Uh, they don't get to they don't get to be raptured. But they are justified. In Matthew twenty five, we can see the wise Jewish virgins are preparing for the rapture during the tribulation as they are preparing the oil related to salvation. Excluding the age of grace where we were saved by faith only, there are many places in the Bible related to the act of keeping the commandments. In the Old Testament, they had to keep the commandments. Likewise, even in times of tribulation, those who are left behind must keep faith in Jesus and do the commandments. Therefore, if you receive the mark of the beast, the 666, you will not be saved because you do not keep the commandments. Even in Israel, during times of tribulation, keeping the commandments is required. Likewise, when Christ reigns for a thousand years, we can see in the Bible that the Gentiles are required to act following the commandments. Through Revelation chapter 11, we can see now that even at the end of tribulation, there are a group of people who are raptured like wise virgins. They were not saved in the age of grace. But we can see that in the age of tribulation, there are those who become righteous and are raptured. And there are those who remain like foolish virgins. And there are those who endure to the end um, and are saved by being beheaded without receiving the mark of the beast. Moving on to the seventh trumpet. What happens when the seventh trumpet is blown? Here are verses 15 and 16. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God. A striking passage about the second coming of Jesus Christ. No one can call this the first coming. All nations including Germany, France, England, United States, Russia, China, etc. become our lords and his kingdoms. This has never happened yet, has it? But some say it has. Nowadays, most American seminaries teach this text. The kingdoms of the world have been our Lord's and His kingdoms since 33 AD. 
And now, He, the Lord, reigns and will continue to do so forever. How funny is that? Which country does Jesus rule now? In order to test the Lord, the devil took Jesus to a high mountain and showed him a great vast kingdom. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and whomsoever I will give it. So worship me, basically he's saying, worship me and I will hand it over to you, Jesus. Ever since Adam sinned, those who have sinned have become servants of Satan. Therefore, Satan became the ruler of this world, and the Lord also said that the ruler of this world would come. The devil reigns for a little while. However, when the Lord comes and binds him and throws him into the abyss, the bottomless pit, then the land of righteousness will begin. What Satan is talking about here is the kingdom already handed over to him, not the kingdom of God. The kingdoms of this present world have never belonged to Jesus Christ. The Lord did say in John 18.36, My kingdom is not of this world. Satan will rule until the Lord comes. That's why Jeremiah 27 verse 5 says, I have made the earth, the man and the beast that are up on the ground, but my great power and by my outstretched arm and have given it unto whom it seemed meet unto me. The Lord is distributing, distributing and giving everything in heaven, but the day is not far off when the devil will take back uh, when he will take back the world that was still handed over to Satan. Because the Lord has blotted out all the sins of the world through the event of the cross, the day is not far off when he will redeem everything back what the devil has taken from him. God the Father himself is temporarily delegating this political power to Satan and his satanic figures. That's why Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, Pharaoh of Egypt, Caesar of Rome, Hitler, and even the Antichrist in the future are all commissioned for a short period of time. This is God's dispensation. Ephesians chapter 1 makes it clear that God set a time for a little while until many of God's children are born. Until the dispensation of time, that is, until the multitude of God's children are adopted. Ephesians chapter 6 also says that principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and evil spirits are now given to Satan to rule the world. Jeremiah 27 verse 6 says, And now have I given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and the beasts of the field have I given him also to serve him. Nebuchadnezzar was called a servant. That is why Bible says as long as Christians obey the law of the world while living on earth and save many people by proclaiming God's virtues, the world will end when the Lord comes. Here God calls the pagan murderer who hates the Jews, denies Christ, and rejects the Holy Spirit as his servant. How ironic. 
So there are servants used for evil and servants that are used for good. The kings of the world are servants used for evil. Evil servants sometimes are used to whip to discipline the children of God and also his chosen people. This suggests that God temporarily delegated power to a satanic figure. Christians who do not believe in the second coming of Jesus Christ, a savior who will come literally and physically to restore the land of Palestine, are Bible deniers. True Christians await the coming of the blessed hope, the Lord Jesus Christ. On to verse 17. Saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. Here we can see now that the transition from the tribulation period into the millennium. And we can see the 24 elders worshiping God in the third heaven. According to Revelation 11 verse 18, And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them, which destroy the earth. The nations are angry, but the wrath of the Lord is upon them. The fulfillment of this verse also appears in Revelation chapter 20, verse 9. Fire comes down from heaven. Also, when the dead are judged, the great white throne judgment is mentioned also in Revelation 20, verse 11 and 12. The Lord said that he will reward his servants, the prophets, the saints, and those who fear the name of the Lord, whether great or small. The saints are mentioned in Daniel chapter 7, uh, verse 18 and 22, which refers to the saints of tribulation. Verse 19, And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament, and there were lightnings, and voices, and thunderings, and then earthquake, and great hail. These events are described in chapters 6, verse 12, 14, and chapter 16, verse 21, at the end of the tribulation. We will see in the future that the trumpet plague will end and the vile judgments will begin. Therefore, in the midst of these words, we must live the life of a saint praying before the Lord so that we can evangelize more people so they will not fall into tribulation. Just as God loved the world, when we lead a life that leads many people into the Lord, the Lord will reward us at the judgment seat of Christ. The Bible says crown of rejoicing will be given to those who save many souls. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will all be the recipients of this wonderful crown. Amen.